Welcome to Recovering My Inner Child. My name is Kuwan Saluja. Our first reading comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go, and the topic is wants and needs. Part of taking responsibility for us means taking responsibility for what we want and need, and knowing that's okay to do. Learning to tune into us, learning to listen to ourselves, is an art. It takes practice. We can use our ability to guess what others want and need and apply that skill to ourselves. What does it sound like we might want and need? What would we guess would help us feel better? What are our feelings telling us, our body, our mind, our intuition? You know, just this last paragraph, you know, um, I think Tony Robbins talks about change your questions, change your life. Uh, these were not questions in... Um, in my vocabulary prior to recovery, you know, what does it sound like we might want and need? Um, you know, and then there was this part about like, okay, just have your, like almost like that deprivation mindset of like, okay, it's fine to have needs, but you know, wants, you know, that's a little indulgent, you know, and here you see, you know, what does it sound like we might want and need? What would we guess would help us feel better? You know, what are our feelings telling us? And for so much of my life, like I just got, I discounted the importance of it. And that's just, I think it's the habitual, you know, don't talk, don't trust, don't feel that they're, you know, referred to in ACA. What are feelings telling us? Our body, our mind, our intuition, you know, and recovery has been good. Um, the Hoffman process was also good. You know, there's four parts of us and, you know, the intellect, the spiritual self, the body and the uh, emotional self, you know, and, uh, you know, I think part of Western society, but I think it's more pronounced um, in people who have experienced trauma um, of over-identifying with the intellect. Back to the reading. If we ask, then listen closely, we'll hear the answer. We are wiser than we think, and we can be trusted. What we want and need counts. It's important, and it's valid. It's okay to learn to participate in meeting our own needs. We can learn to identify what we want and need and be patient with ourselves while we're learning. Today, I will pay attention to what I want and need. I will not discount myself. And, you know, that's why I'll just keep coming back as they say, because, you know, um, to hear this type of literature, to undo a lot of, uh, you know, programming, um, and that it's okay to pay attention to what I want and need first, you know. The next reading, wow, that was an awesome reading. The next reading also comes from Melody Beatty's The Language of Letting Go. The topic, new beginnings. Resentments are the blocks that hold us back from loving others and ourselves. Yeah, and I would say resentments towards ourselves as well. Resentments do not punish the other person. They punish us. Whoa. And I was thinking about that in my harms inventory. Whew. They become barriers to feeling good and enjoying life. They prevent us from being in harmony with the world. Resentments are hardened chunks of anger. They loosen up and dissolve with forgiveness and letting go. Letting go of resentments does not mean we allow the other person to do anything to us that he or she wants. It means we accept what happened in the past and we set boundaries for the future. We accept what happened in the past and we set boundaries in the future. So not that part about condoning the actions. We can let go of resentments and still have boundaries. We try to see the good in the person or the good that ultimately evolved from whatever incident we feel resentful about. We try to see our part. And recovery's taught me 
you know, there's a little bit of good in the worst of us and there's a little bit of bad in the best of us, you know, or people that I consider, you know, it's not an original thought for me. It's something I learned, uh, you know, from the rooms and the literature. Back to reading. We try to see the good in that person or the good that ultimately evolved from whatever incident we feel resentful about. We try to see our part. Then we put the incident to rest. Praying for those we resent helps. Asking God to take our resentments from us helps too. What better way to begin a new year than by clearing the slate of the past and entering this one free of resentments? Higher power help me become ready to let go of my resentments. Bring any resentment that is hidden within me and blocking me to the surface. Show me what I need to do to take care of myself by letting go of resentments and then help me do that. Our next reading comes from ACA, Strengthening My Recovery, the topic, Relationships. We remember we can talk, trust, and feel instead of control, isolate, and fume. Relationships can be different in recovery. As children, we relied on our survival traits to protect us from harm. Gradually, they grew stronger and more ingrained as we encountered greater levels of family dysfunction and the resulting fear. That's the word, trauma-related fear. We carried our traits into adulthood. Initially, we were unaware of their effects, but our relationships suffered. Through ACA, we realized our survival traits no longer serve us. When we consider emotional intimacy, we may feel scared and at risk for hurt, definitely. However, if we risk sharing ourselves with another, we become capable of having a true relationship. That line needs to be repeated two more times, so I will. However, if we risk sharing ourselves with another, we become capable of having a true relationship. Okay, maybe twice. Trusting another person with our most vulnerable selves is a new and maybe scary practice. We can let the other person earn our trust gradually as the relationship develops. We can ask for what we want, sorry, we can ask for what we need rather than manipulate to get what we want. We can identify and share feelings without shutting down or ruminating endlessly. We can identify and share our feelings. You know, must take the risk of communication. It reminds me of an NLP principle of you cannot not communicate, something like that. Back to the reading. We no longer need to keep our true selves locked inside. When we risk honesty and openness with another, we discover a world of new possibilities, including love. On this day, I have the courage to break old patterns that keep me from deeper connections with people in my life. And the final reading comes from ACA Strengthening My Recovery, and the topic is grief work. We can pinpoint and measure our loss by comparing the treatment we received as children in dysfunctional families with the care we could have received if raised by loving, consistent parents. This is loving, consistent parents. Big red book, page 204. Ooh. Yeah, I think sometimes when, you know, that question of like, who would you have been without the trauma? Um, I don't know if I've actually sat down to write that question, um, to write the answer to that. And it might be a nice exercise or may not be ready for it. Back to the reading. The grief exercises in step five ask us to journal about childhood incidents to help access emotions about events. If they don't surface, we try to see how a present day child would feel in our situation. You know, I think about that, you know, I, I like a present day child cannot have the knowledge to rescue the family or protect the mom from, you know, a verbally abusive 
or even have the vocabulary and the terminology, not at that age. Um, you know, and, you know, growing up, I remember I gave up this dream of being a math teacher because I thought math teachers never made mistakes. And, you know, I've always been very good at math. Um, anyways, um, back to the reading. Um, if they don't, uh, the grief exercises in step five ask us to journal about childhood incidents to help access emotions about events. They don't surface, we try to see how a present day child would feel in our situation. We can also look at childhood pictures to help connect with our innocence and what was lost. Then we're asked to reread our step four shame and abandonment worksheets and reframe each incident. We describe what would have been different if there were a loving parent in each scenario. It's actually a powerful visualization on YouTube. And uh, you know, it's one of the reasons I love doing this podcast is it reminds me of, you know, that, you know, so much of my daily actions are covered by trauma and there is a solution and it's a lot in the work here. <sighs> Back to the reading. Experiencing loss in this way can help us release it. But if we're blocked, it may be that we switch from grief to anger when it hurts too much. It's like a button is pushed that sends us in shutdown, blame, or rage mode. But the deep sadness of our grief can also help us see the true level of destruction of our emotions, minds, and bodies. In choosing the recovery process over dysfunction, we realize that grief work helps us find our strong, capable inner child. We are learning what a loving parent would do and how we can reparent ourselves. The ACA program is not easy work, but the reward is freedom. On this day, I will hold on to the ACA process when the grief and emotions are screaming. I will stop at nothing to recover my original self. Yeah, and that's that's the ball game there. That's uh, a big part of why I go into recovery. That concludes today's awesome readings of Recovering My Inner Child. Till next time, this is Kuan Saluja reminding myself to pause because that's where God is, to feel my feelings, and to love and approve of myself.